Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hi, everybody, Kings of Anglia family and friends. I hope you're all well. And, um, and well, welcome to another podcast. I'm Mike Bacon, and um, I'm delighted to be joined by a man who is, uh, who's uh, packed a great deal into his football career and still packing a great deal into his football career. Um, probably best remember his time at Man City, um, where he was an absolute legend there. Um, he, he did have a, a couple of great seasons with Ipswich Town with us in 2004, 2006, um, helped him to the championship playoffs um, in his first season there. A popular figure at Portman Road. And I know he keeps his eye on town results. Um, a man who, well, he's heard this before, but you'll hear it again. A man who, who got a second yellow card for, quote, walking towards the referee in an aggressive manner while asking a question. We'll ask him what that question was in a minute. Um, and he played 32 times for Northern Ireland. He's the current manager of Southern League uh, central Premier side Needham Market, who've got a very big game coming up in the next week. Next week, so we'll talk about that as well. Um, I'm going to use a connoisseur. I like that word, a connoisseur of promotion. Uh, a man who's achieved five in his career um, with Man City and Swindon, and he nearly did it with Ipswich Town as well. To be honest, we were so close. And um, we'll talk about that again later. Um, if you head over to Bloomfields at Needham Market, you'll find him. Well. I don't know if he's a baller or a shouter on the sideline. He'll let us know that. Mo or just he stands quietly offering his advice. Um, a fantastic footballer in his time now and now putting so much back into the game. It's great to have him here. Uh, a bit of a long introduction. I hope you don't mind. Kevin Horlock, thank you for your time. And I hope that introduction, well, summed a couple of things up. Yeah, I appreciate that. You, you probably bored so many people to death already. They probably turned off, mate. But um, yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me. I, I always like doing podcasts if I can and obviously... Being an Ipswich one, there, there was a, no question that I was um, always going to say yes to this. Brilliant. Well, it's great to have you on board, Kevin. And um, as you say, um, but going, now you, you've the, the, the sending off has been sort of has gone down in folklore, really. Is this 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 the, the referee I know has tried to defend himself and get himself out of what he actually said? But um, apparently, you strode towards him in a bit of an aggressive manner, asking. I'm sure there was an, an odd expletive mentioned there, but I'm, I don't know if there was or not. But what happened? Do you know what? It's, it's fitting that that's your first question because um, it's it's actually the highlight of my career. So it's, it's what I'm most remembered for. I, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. It probably says that I didn't have too good a career. But yeah, it was a bizarre, bizarre day. At the time, we I was obviously at Manchester City and we dropped down to, to the third tier of English football. And we were a big name in, in a in a fairly small pond that season. And every, every ground we went to was, was sold out with... with normally Manchester City fans in, in the way end and home end. Um, and it was a day down in Bournemouth. Lovely place, lovely place, Bournemouth. But, and it was a really nice day, but it was the worst game of football I think I've ever been involved in. And I've been involved in a few shockers. Um, it was nil-nil. Jamie Pollock had, had been sent off 10 minutes previous. Um, it was quite a frustrating day. Um, and there was a foul. There was a foul on, on the halfway line. Jamie had been sent off for, it wasn't a bad challenge, but it was a foul. And then one of their lads done a similar thing. Nothing was given. And then the ball came in the box and Nicky Weaver went down injured. So I took that as my opportunity to, to walk towards the referee and just ask the question. And I, and I was going to say, what about that foul? It's the same as... And I didn't get to actually ask the question because as I walked towards the ref, I was about 10 yards from him. He's flashed a red card. So I've sort of looked thinking, who's he sending off? And I looked back and he said, no, you. Me? Why? He went, off you go. So... I just walked off thinking, what is going on here? Um, got into the dressing room. Jamie Pollock's still taking his socks off and being sent off, obviously, <laughs> 10 minutes before. And he went, what have you been sent off for? I said, do you know what, Jamie? I haven't got a bloody clue. I, I didn't have a clue what I'd been sent off for. Not until, obviously, 
later on when the report come in, Joe come in after the game, obviously fuming with with, with the performance and, and the result and said, what did you say to him? I said, I didn't say anything. He said, you must have, I said, I didn't say anything. Um, and it come back in the report that, yeah, I walked towards him in an aggressive manner. And look, everybody that knows, look, I, I probably try to, to act the aggressive person on the pitch. I think it was important because I think you have to try and get an edge as a, as a player, certainly as a young player, I wanted to look, be different and, and try and be vocal and aggressive, which I'm not, I'm not naturally, I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter, trust me. Um, and I might have looked aggressive walking towards him, but um, I certainly wasn't aggressive inside. And it may be due to me having one leg short and the other, maybe made the walk look a little bit more aggressive. I don't know, but yeah, it's something that I'm always going to be remembered for. And it's something that I always get asked about. Oh yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say it's one of the first. You have to. It's, it's, it's strange, folks. If you Google Kevin Hall, like all the fun, t- fantastic things he's done in football, and uh, yes, that always seems that comes up as a, 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 a as something that happens. You, know, but- you know what? I think the worst thing about that because because obviously I got I got sent off at Bournemouth. Then we played a midweek game. I think it might have been against Northampton at home at Main Road, and I got sent off in the next game. So I end up missing double games. Honestly, I miss so many games because of it. Um, that that one was for for a little bit of a, a late challenge, not, not obviously on purpose. I'd never go into to injure anybody. I just mistimed it, and I ended up getting two selling offs on the back of each other and missing about six or seven games. I think. Oh gosh, well, 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 what a story that is. Well, I mean, Kevin, uh, you're, here, you're here in Suffolk now. Obviously, living in Suffolk, I assume. And um, I mean, how is Suffolk? Is your now? It's now your place. Now your home. Um, do you call it? Well, your home? obviously, you're born yeah, in. You're born I, in I, I loved. I loved. I love Suffolk. I, I loved coming to Ipswich. Um, it's really fond memories for me. Um, I'm not actually living in Suffolk. It's, it's quite a long story. But when, when obviously I left Ipswich to go to Doncaster, I moved to Yorkshire at the end of my career. Then I moved. Um, where did I move to? That's a good shot. I still had my house in Suffolk, sorry. So I moved back there and I was sort of lost of what to do. I, football had finished. I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was a bit naive in that respect where I thought I was going to be like Peter Pan and stay young forever and play football forever. I didn't really plan. So I moved back to my house in Suffolk. Um, sat there. We didn't have family here, obviously. And, and, and I sat indoors for, for two years thinking, what am I actually going to do? What, like, what, what am I going to do? I, we didn't have family near. I played Xbox for a bit because that's what the kids did. Um, so I tried to go back to my youth. I was rubbish at that, absolutely rubbish at that. And I thought, you know what? Um, I'll set up a football coaching company. So I, so I did that briefly in Suffolk. Um, and then because we didn't have anyone around us and it was a little bit um, lonely at times, I'll be honest. I've, I'd obviously gone out of the, the football environment where... I was a bit of a joker. I was always involved with the dressing room stuff. There's always loads of people around you to sitting at home with, and no disrespect in case my missus and kids listen to this or see this. I was sat at home with the missus and I don't know, it just, it just didn't feel right not, not being involved with people. And so, so we decided to up sticks and move back to Kent where I was originally from, nearer to family. So that's what I did. And, and more recently, um, when I was 23's manager at Colchester, I moved to Essex. So I'm not a million miles away. I'm just 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 Essex Suffolk border. So mm. um, close enough. But but I would I would love to one day, and we are contemplating at the minute um, moving into Suffolk, so I can be closer to Needham Market. It's interesting what you're saying there, Kevin, because you're not the first player I suppose who's talked about. You know, suddenly suddenly losing the game, suddenly not having that. You probably yeah. football's probably your life for since you were eight years old. Every Saturday, probably, and suddenly it just goes that's a yeah it's, it's scary and, and I know a lot's come out about that and, and to be fair there's a lot more support now for, for players in the game yeah. and back then there wasn't and, and I didn't have any 
guidance or, or people telling me what you're going to do after. It just sort of come to an abrupt end. And, and that's the only way I can describe it. I, look, I did have a couple of injuries, quite bad injuries towards mm. the end when I was at Doncaster, but I still thought, oh, I'm still going to play, I'm still going to play. And then yeah. I come to the end of the, the contract I had and then it wasn't offered. And there was no takers. Obviously, I was 34 at the time, 35. Been injured for two years. And it just, that was it. My, yeah. my life, as I knew it for the last 18, 20 years, had, had just finished. It was like it was like a death in the family. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest, looking back at it now, I probably went into a bit of depression. I probably did. I, yeah. I went to myself. Yeah. I didn't speak to anybody. Um, I didn't say anything. There wasn't a lot on depression at the time. But looking back and if people can relate to it and it helps, I don't mind saying it. I, I probably was. I sat at home and didn't really go out much and just missed the life I had. And I'm not talking about the money side of it because, look, footballers get paid an awful lot of money, more so now, yes, but we still weren't really good living. And I'm not saying I missed that one bit. I, the money wasn't the thing. It was, it, I always just wanted to be a footballer. I couldn't have cared less if I got paid 50 quid. I just wanted to be a footballer. And, and that's what I miss most, the day-to-day -day stuff, the, the going in, seeing the group of lads, having banter, having rows because you want to improve and be good and, and be the best and win on Saturdays. I just, honestly, I, it, it left a void in my life that, that I really struggled with. Mm, no, I quite no. I, I think a lot of people can probably understand that, uh, Kevin. I certainly know uh, even some non-league players who sort of suddenly gave up the non-league game and suddenly big changes. So, um, right. So, but here we are now, Kevin, and and we'll, like I said, we'll talk about where you are now, Needham and stuff, and the great. Um, but quick word about Ipswich Town currently. I don't suppose you see a lot of them now, obviously, because you're, you're too busy with things. But um, Kieran McKenna, have you come across Kieran at all, or do you know? Yes. But, I mean, have you, yeah, do you know yes, I know Kieran. I know Kieran. So, so when when I got offered, to, I was I was at Needham at the time, and I got offered to do the the twenty ones at Northern Ireland through Jim Jilton. I'd done my A license, so I got involved with that. And and towards the end, before I left the twenty threes, um, which become twenty threes, Kieran come in and done a few trips with us. I think he was at Tottenham at the time, a young coach at Tottenham. So I've I've seen Kieran close up, and I know a lot of people probably at the time. Um, Kieran McKenna, what, what, how has this come about? Like, mm. I, I thought straight away, quite an astute shoot catcher because uh, his coaching is is at the time was a different level to I'd ever seen. He was yeah. really astute, really detailed, um, come across really well, quiet, didn't really shout, but but come across and the lads would listen. He could capture a room of, of players and they'd listen because because of his tone and, and because they could tell that he knew what he was on about. So yeah, I think I think it's it's good for Mipswich. I think it's forward thinking. It's not just a name that's been around the block, that's been on the merry-go-round, and that gets regurgitated out at another club. At the end of the day, Kieran not had that opportunity, so he's not been sacked from anywhere. So give him a chance. He, he, look, it's the way forward for me, and I'm hoping he does really well. I know he's had a really good start. Um, I hope that continues for him. Mm, absolutely, yes, yes, he has had a good start, and I know, like you say, that's a, that's a very good point. A lot of managers go on the merry-go-round. Kieran, very fresh and new, so Ipswich fans very excited about that. Now, right, let's let's thanks for that. We'll talk about Ipswich Town a lot more during, during this. Um, um, just a quick, so you you start you start at West Ham um, as as, the, as a young lad, uh, Kevin, and then you quickly moved on to Swindon. Now, this was quite interesting because this was the year Swindon Town had their big Premier League year, wasn't it, with Glenn Hoddle and. Uh, I mean, I, I think at the time it was quite a big thing. You, you were there at that time, yeah? Yeah, look, it, it's probably the best decision I ever made in my career. Um, and people might think, well, how can that be? But but for me, it, it, it was a massive decision for me to leave West Ham because I was a young player. I'd done really well as a youth player. In the youth team, I, I was scoring goals. So there was three of us in my age group that got offered professional. Um, 
I did a year. I travelled with the first team in, in that first year and I got offered another year along with the other two. But I, I, I see myself, rightly or wrongly, I see myself headed them. I was playing regular in the reserves as a young lad and travelling with the first team. So I sort of just, I don't know, I stuck my heels in and said, you know what, no, I'm not signing. I'm not signing the same deal. I, I think I deserve maybe a bit longer or whatever. Um, and it worked forthcoming. And, and someone contacted me saying that Swindon would be interested. And, it, and it, look, I tell everybody that it was Glenn Oddle, the Glenn Oddle, the, the England player. Type. It wasn't. It was John Gorman, um, his assistant. He, he was youth team manager at um, Orient when I was at West Ham. So he had seen me in them younger years where I was doing really well. So he knew what I was about. Um, and by the way, I will say, I'm not trying to... Um, Talk bad on John Gorman. Glenn Oddle, I'm talking about, it sounds nice, doesn't it? Glenn Oddle, yeah. the England player. Yeah. But John Gorman is the nicest fellow I've ever met in football. I love John Gorman. Um, and to be and, fair... And, and John, John, was a, John was Ipswich Town manager for a, for a period as well. He's, he's, honestly, yeah. he's, he's the best person I've ever met in football. Mm. Um, I, I love him. Too. And I'll always be thankful to John because he he obviously put word, took me to, to Swindon. And, and that's where it all started. And, and what I say is the best decision is because I went... And, and who knows? I probably would have never played for West Ham. I might have. I don't know. But I went to Swindon. Um, Paul Bowden, the left back, um, got injured quite early on, and I was thrown in. I'm not sure whether I was ready for first team football. Um, if I'd be totally honest, I'd say I wasn't. But I got thrown in and did quite well. And then that was the start. I stayed in and and then forged myself a, a career in football um, without Paul Bowden getting injured, without me making the decision to leave West Ham. I don't know. I don't know. And it's interesting because that's that. It was the it was the Swindon year, wasn't it? It was that year they got. I mean, they yeah, went straight down, went straight down again. But it's it wasn't the point. It was the fact everyone yeah, was delighted to see them. Do you know what? It was it, was, it sort of all aligned for me. It was perfect. I made the decision to go. Paul Boney got injured. I got in the team. It was the the Premier League year um, when we went from numbers and names on the back. And I remember getting given the squad number. I got given number sixteen, and I was a little bit put out. You know, like you think, oh, I want to be one because <laughs> football was always one to eleven. They're the numbers you want. So when I got given 16, I was like, oh, 16, that's, that's, that's a long way back there. But then I see Roy Keane had 16 at Manchester United. Yeah. And I was, then I was okay with it. I was like, do you know what? I'll have 16s away. But what season for me? We we look, we struggled. We, yeah. we, we went in against the big boys and obviously the budget wasn't as good as, or nowhere near as good as that. And it, it was a struggle, but what a learning curve for me. I'm going in playing in the Premier League. As, as a real young player, learning the game. So how old, how old were you, Kevin? You're in your, what, 20 or something, were you? What? Yeah, I'd have been about 20, maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, and look, I got I got run ragged at times, but then there was games that I did really well. Um, and I learned a lot in that first season. I, I learned an awful lot. I, mean, I think we conceded. I'll never forget it, because um, obviously Glenn departed and went to Chelsea. Yeah, he did, um, yeah. yeah. And John decided to stay, which which I was really pleased about, because, like I say, I, I told you how much I, I admired John. Uh, whether it was the right decision or not, I'm not sure for John's part because obviously Glenn went on to Chelsea and so what. But um, we, we got to the last game of the season and, and we was already relegated. And um, <laughs> I think we conceded 95 goals or 96 goals. So John's, John's at this stage, we're, we're obviously, we're down, we're, we're a bit dejected, but we don't want to, we, do you know I mean? we don't want to go out um, and remember for the team that conceded 100 goals. And so we want a bit of pride. So John said, look, whatever happens, we don't, concede 100 goals this season. So we're like, yeah, come on then. Like, so all the lads are rolled up. We had Leeds United at home on the last game of the season. Um, we lost 5-0. Five 5-0. Mil, five mil, 101 goals. Yeah, so I can look back. At the time, it didn't feel so fond, but I can look back with really fond memories. Really fond it memories. Probably, it, was probably, it was probably a fantastic grounding for a, for a young player, really. 
It's perfect. Thrown in at the deep end. Yeah. And, and being given the license to go and learn the game and make mistakes in the best league in the world. Like, that, that doesn't happen. That, well, it don't happen now. It wouldn't happen now. Yeah, quite a few seasons at Swindon, um, Kevin. And then, and then, and then, of course, you've got, well, a big move for you, I suppose. And then the move that possibly defined, has defined your career in the end, I suppose, the move to, to Main Road, Manchester and Manchester City. Um, I mean, but what a roller coaster of a time you had there. Crikey, I remember watching you down at Colchester, Lair Road. I yeah. think. And then your next few years later, you're back in the Premier League. I mean, it was... You wouldn't have had to start with that season. You had to buckle yourself in. And do you know what? It's really, really mad because uh, obviously the, the time I was at Swindon, I think it was six six years in the end, um, I not once thought about moving. I, I never really ever thought about changing clubs. Like, it, it was weird. Everyone used to say, oh, you're doing really well. Surely you're going to get a move. And I was thinking, why would I want to move? I'm playing here. I'm loving it. Um, and when, when Manchester, because I had a really good relationship. Once John had left, um, Steve McMahon come in, um, ex-Liverpool. And again, for yeah. me, he was a player that I looked at and thought, idolised him what he did he was obviously different to Glenn but um, aggressive but what a footballer um, and I really got on with him he, he was a player manager I played in midfield with him and, and I sort of just then went up a level I, I'd, I'd learned the game a little bit by cutting my teeth and then all of a sudden Steve McMahon just gave me that belief and and was honest with me and 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 tried to help me so I had a really good spell up with Steve and he used to tell me look this club's watching this club's watching this club's watching um, it was like that. I was never looking to get away, but I think Swindon needed needed the money. I think I was the, the biggest asset at the time. Um, and Steve came to me and said, "Look, we played them with Wolves. We played Wolves away actually on the on the Wednesday, Thursday morning. My phone goes, and I hadn't been feeling too well. And Steve said, "Look, we've had two offers. One was a million pound from Birmingham, and one was one point five from Manchester City. And I knew I knew all the clubs that had been watching me. Like it ranged from everybody, like." From, from up in Scotland, Rangers, Aberdeen, I think were a big club at the time, Celtic, and then everyone in the Premier League. So I sort of said to Steve, I said, is there any other offers coming in? He went, well, I'm on it. Okay. <laughs> I said, is there any of like, obviously at the time, the big clubs were Manchester, United, Liverpool, Arsenal. And I know they'd all been watching because Steve had told me. And he went, look, Kev, he said, I'll be totally honest with you. He said, I'd get in your car, drive to Manchester, speak to Manchester City. And, and they were in the championship at the time. Yeah, they were, yeah. He said, Kev, trust me, go and... Cause I, as a London lad, I didn't really know much about Manchester City. They wasn't a, a massive team down in London. It was always Arsenal, Tottenham, West Ham, Chelsea. So I did what he said. I trusted him. So I got in my car and drove up there. And you know what? I'm glad I did. It was a roller coaster. We was up and down. Um, yeah, I think the first four seasons I even got promoted or relegated. So it was tough. But what a fan base. What a football club. Um, it's obviously changed and moved on an awful lot now and gone very business like like the Premier League has but um, the, the fan base is the same they contact me so so often on social media when I ever go to a game I'm idolised there and mm. I feel a bit embarrassed by that a little bit because all I ever did was, was give my all I'll just mm. give everything I had and, and at times it wasn't great no right foot no pace but you know what I'd run through a brick wall to, 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 to try and win points for that football club or, or any football club that I ever played for but young, younger fans, younger fans will find this quite interesting. I remember the time, um, you know, because obviously Manchester City, the first thing, well, one of the first things they unfortunately was dropped down to what is now League One, where Ipswich Town are now. You know, so Manchester City were in League One, the third or Division Two, I can't remember what it was then. Um, it, it was, it was League, League One, yeah, and um, 
you, you know, suddenly you were you were you were charging around the countryside, playing all sorts. And I remember you coming to Colchester, you know, uh, Manchester City versus Colchester at Layer Road. I mean, I think the Man City fans had half the stadium, and and yeah. how that was really must have been really weird, Kevin, because you, you like, if you ever said a big club in a in a in a small you know in a in a pond, this small pond, it was it was it was Manchester City. Oh, at the time. It, yeah, it was scary. Well, we got we got relegated away to Stoke. Um, Stoke. This was in the. the now what is the championship? So so we, we were bottom. We had to win at Stoke to give ourselves a chance to stay up. Stoke had to win as well to stay up. They were obviously a big club as well. And on the day we won, I think we won 5-1 maybe. I'd scored, but you knew that we, we were going down because around the stadium you could tell Stoke were down and we were down. So we drop into the next division. And, and no disrespect to teams, but we were playing like Macclesfield and, and, and York City and Stockport. They, and I don't mean no disrespect to them. But no. We were Manchester City. We took the club to the depths, and I and I can't explain the experience. We'd play home games at Main Road against Macclesfield, York, Northampton, whoever. Thirty-two thousand sellout. They're watching the worst Manchester City team in their history, and they would still turn up. And and it was weird. The worse we got, the better they got. Um, but it was tough. We'd go to away games, and and obviously we were the big names in town, and it'd be be a sellout and, and a lot of Manchester City fans and I just think that added pressure and, and I think at Christmas we found ourselves I think we might have been 13th, 14th in the division um, we lost at York away and then on Boxing Day we had Wrexham away and we won 1-0 and from that moment something just clicked and we won we won lots of games and we just missed out on automatic promotion but went into the playoffs um, so, so it, yeah it was a mad mad season and it obviously ended up on on us winning at, at Wembley against Sydenham in 99 and people spoke about it, Joe Royal has spoke about it, that if we hadn't won that day, things could have been very, very different for Manchester City. Well, you nearly didn't win that day, did you, um, uh, Kevin? What an extraordinary yeah. game that was. Again, for people who don't quickly know, uh, Gillingham were 2-0 up, I think, was it, with about a minute to go and, and you scored, which, which to be fair, Kevin, the scoring was not probably high on your list of, was it, you didn't score that many goals? No. Or might be I don't a little know, I had spells where I, I scored. I, I think I probably got removed to Manchester City on the basis that I was playing midfield and I'd scored quite regular. Everyone wants a goal scoring, but it wasn't something I was renowned for as such. Yeah. I, I chipped in. I chipped in. And that day at Wembley, yeah, I, I still remember it. And, and the biggest memory of that day is it, we were 2-0 down. Um, I'd missed a sitter early early on in the first half. I had a header, point blank. And, I, and normally I'd score it, but I just caught it 2-1. Well. It played on my mind the whole game. And then we find ourselves 2-0 down. Like I said, there's about five minutes left in the game. And I remember they kicked the ball down into our corner flag. And I turned and, and I could see the Manchester City fans leaving and, and obviously we'd let them down. Um, I, I remember looking at two Gillingham centre-halves were cuddling and jumping on the centre spot. Five oh, minutes really? left. And they're two new up, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and I still see that image. Um, little did I know, or, or little did they know what was about to come because yeah. um, it's probably the wrong thing for them to do at that time. Well, you scored, Dickoff scored, and then you went on pens, and that was that was that was the game. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, it was funny at the time when when the ball fell to me for my goal. Um, I fancied myself on my left foot from that range. I think the goalkeeper. So I fancied myself. And when I scored, it sounds really selfish, but I'll always be really honest. Um, I thought to myself, Do you know what? It's been a really crap season. It's been an even crapper day today. Um, I've scored at Wembley and I'll be able to tell my grandkids and I'll be able to show my kids in the, in the future that, that I've scored at Wembley. And that was my thought. And then I, then I thought, oh, we're going to have to go to York. We're going to have to go to Macclesfield again. We're going to have to go all these places. Um, but lucky enough, Paul Dickoff, um, I think it was 90, 
95th minute or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Scored the equaliser and went to penalties and we won. So it all ended up okay in the end. Well, well, Kings of Anglia fans, I hope you're enjoying listening to uh, Kevin Hulockley's stories here. We just spent quite first part of the game talking about his um, spells, at, especially at Manchester City, where he was he was he did so fantastically well. But um, here's a, here's a part of the show I'm sure we're all looking forward to because in 2004, Kevin joined Ipswich Town, um, and well, Kevin, I mean, how did the move come? I mean, I assume obviously Joe Royer was was obviously your manager at Manchester City. He was then manager at Ipswich Town. I assume there was a connection there straight away, was there? And how how much did you think about joining Ipswich? Yeah, to be fair, I love Joe. I had a real good connection with Joe at Manchester City, where um, he was obviously a big part of of, of my career there. Um, I I'd, Joe had then left. Um, I don't know if he went from Manchester City to Ipswich, but I, I left Manchester City and went to West Ham with with um, Alan Pardew. That didn't work out. Um, they say you should never go back to a club, and and that was probably one that I shouldn't have done. I just, like I said to you earlier on in in the show, I wasn't driven by money. So for me, the opportunity to go to West Ham, which was my my localish club, a team I supported, a team that I didn't get to play for the first time around that I was there, um, was too big a pull for me to turn it down. Um, look, I still had two years left at Manchester City on on reasonably good money. Um, I took half pay cut to go to, to West Ham. Um, and looking back, I shouldn't, not not the money side of it, I mean, I mean like the, the, it just didn't work out. I, the manager changed, Glenn Rhoda obviously was the manager when I went there, he got sacked. Alan Pardew come in, um, bought his own players, which you expect. And yeah, I just, it just didn't really see eye to eye. I, I killed myself a little bit. I, I don't know if I've got time to tell the story, but um, my, my wife was pregnant. Um, and West Ham, I played on the Saturday in the FA Cup because all the new signs were cup tied and got man in the match. I'd done really well. I knew, you know as a player when you've done really well. So on the, the following league game, my missus was a week overdue for having a baby. So I'm thinking, right, I must be, I must be playing. So we travelled to Norwich. Um, so we've gone up to Norwich, stayed overnight, go to Carrow Road the next day. And Alan Pard used to write the, the teams up on the on a board, right? So he's writing the team. I'm looking like that. I'm not in the starting eleven. So that's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll prove when I get on that I should be starting. He writes the subs up. I'm not even sub because oh, no. he, he took a young lad as part of the, the group and put him sub ahead of me. So I, I stood up, picked my bag up, and said, "You are an absolute silly manager." Um, <laughs> and I walked out the dressing room, got a taxi home. Um, from Norwich, it cost me 300 quid. Um, I got fined two weeks' wages, and then because of me, all the lads had to train the next day at Canary Wharf. Um, yeah, and, and that was that was my days ended at West Ham. So I don't know whether Joe had, had got wind of that or or whatever, but I, I got a phone call, um, off someone and said, Look, Joe wants to speak to us. I spoke to Joe, said, Look, would you come to Ipswich? I said, Joe, I would walk to Ipswich to get away from here. So Joe being the astute manager he is, and, and um, he said, look, Kev, I haven't got much money to spend. I said, right, Joe, go on and talk to me. He said, look, we can offer you X amount. And I said, look, Joe, do you know what? Again, it's nowhere near what I'm on at West Ham, but yes, I'm coming. And I, and I signed. And it was funny. I heard that Joe had quoted saying he signed me more for the dressing room than the football pitch, which um, <laughs> it's, it's not a backhanded compliment, isn't it? Um, I, yeah, I loved, and I'm glad I come to Ipswich. I wish I could have stayed longer. I wish I'd have stayed when when Jim had got the job after Joe left. Um, but unfortunately, I'd already agreed and signed for Doncaster. But um, fantastic football club, 
And, and at the time, it was it was weird because it was West Ham and Ipswich were the two big teams in the well, championship. Yeah, yeah. So um, obviously, it didn't end well seeing Alan Pardew shimmy down the touchline at Portland Road. Let me tell you, mate. That yeah, that made, <laughs> that made, me, that made me bring a little bit of sick up in my mouth. It was, I mean, you only, only made 58 appearances for town, Kevin, but that season, that season we're talking about, was 2004, 2005. If anyone, again, Ipswich fans remember, it was the Benton Cucci sort of strike force. Um, Ipswich in the championship playoffs, West Ham um, draw 2 2 away, but then lose 2 0 at home. Um, all very sad. But I mean, quickly going back to Cucci and Bent, um, quite a, a, a Shefki and Darren, I mean, quite a strike force Ipswich town had there. You must have enjoyed being in that oh. side. Yeah, they, they complemented each other so well. Sheffy, oh, tell you what, the fella, what a fella. And by the way, what a player on his day. Obviously, Darren Bent's gone on and had an unbelievable career, which which was pretty obvious he was going to have from, from such a young age. But they complemented each other so well, scored so many goals. Um, and to be fair, and I'll tell you a little bit later if we get time, I actually end up really more or less finishing my career because of Sheffy. But we'll get on that later. But yeah, they were, it was great times. It was great times. That, and also regrets because I think I think I played up until Christmas that year. I think we were top at the time. And then I got five bookings and I missed the game. I don't know if you remember Leighton Vane scoring that banger at Portman Road from about 30 yards. Yeah. Top in. I missed that game through suspension and I didn't ever really get back in. Um, I think, um, and again, he's a good friend of mine, Joe signed Darren Curry. By, by the way, what a player. And, yeah. and should have played at the highest level but never really got there for whatever reason. What footballer. Um, and I never really got back in. And, and then I, I think I played in... The, my next game in, more or less, was was the, the playoff game at West Ham. Yeah. And I was terrible. I got took off at half-time, I think. I don't know whether it was my preparation. I don't know whether it's the time I hadn't played for so long. I don't know whether it was going back to West Ham, play, maybe playing on my end. Yeah. I don't know. But I was terrible that day. And, and I got took off. Great result for us. 2-2. And I'm thinking, yes, come on, come on. And I think I was on the bench in the game at Portman Road. And um, obviously... We lost, and I think Bobby Zamora scored. All I see is is Alan Pardew jiggling <laughs> down the, the touchline. Yeah, it pains me. Pains me. I mean um, that that first leg at West Ham, where you, I think a town of two 0 town of two 0 down, Ipswich two 0 yeah. down, and come back to two two. I think that was when I come off, mate. That two 0 down. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't put that in stri strictly just for that reason, <laughs> Kevin. Um, no, um, but but we. <laughs> <laughs> but just just sheer coincidence. No, um, but no, it was it was. So the dressing room must have been a well. You probably weren't over the moon because your your standards are. You probably weren't happy to come off. But you must. Did you feel you'd sort of done half the job, or you know, because the town were two 0 down. To get I, I think so. I think so. Going going to, to West Ham and, and and getting a positive result, and then having to go back to Port Road. Yeah, of course. We we the first part of the job was done. And yeah. Then, and then without shadow of doubt, that give us that should well. You should have given us the, the impetus to go on and win it, but playoffs, we've seen it so often, have we? Where, where teams look like they're certain to win and go through and, and something changes for whatever reason. Um, whether you start seeing the line of what we're going to get to the playoff final and then you take your concentration or your eye off the ball. And yeah, it was, it was really disappointing night. Because I, I remember, I remember reading some quotes from you that season during the season that you, you'd come to it, which is obviously the first time you, you know, first first time you've been there. And quite early on, you were sort of like, "This team can get promoted. This this team yeah. is good enough." I mean, and looking around it now, there's some very good players there: Jason DeVos, and they said Chef Guinness, yourself, and Benty, and and there's some good. Was a, it was a good team, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we had Matt Richards, Ian Westlake, we had Tommy Miller, we we had we had some good players there. 
Um, and it was, right, it was a really not good blend. Obviously, Jason Voss, Jim Magilton, and Fabian Wilness was there at the same time. We, we had a nice blend of kids and um, experience, and it just had a real good feel. And obviously, Joe, look, I, I've known Joe a long time. I know what he, he's like as a manager. He's brilliant as a manager. And Willie Donaghy, totally different to him, totally yeah. different to Joe. Mm-hmm. You, you, you look and think, how do they even get on? But it works. It just works. And, and yeah, um, yeah I, 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 I think... We were, we were probably the best team in the division, but yeah. unfortunately, that doesn't always mean you go up. Mm. Um, you need to concentrate to the end. You sometimes need a bit of luck and so on and so forth. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out for us that season. And of course, Jim Magilton was very much there as well. And you got to know Jim through Northern Ireland as well. I mean, big influence on you, Kevin. You big influence on oh. him. I imagine, I, imagine, I imagine you two had some... I can't imagine some of the conversations you and laughs you two have had. <laughs> Oh yeah, and we fell out by the way. I, I, I love Jim as well. I, obviously, like I said, I had um, a load of games with him in Northern Ireland. What a character! And yeah. do you know what? It, he wore his heart on his sleeve. He, yeah. He's he's a winner. He, he wants it so bad. And, and by the way, what a talented footballer! Yeah. Um, some player. He obviously had a good upbringing in terms of doing his young, younger career at, at Liverpool, watching the great Liverpool team. He, he was some some player and some fella. But it was borderline. I'm really good mates with him, and I was. I was really close, probably the closest I was with anybody at Ipswich. Um, but we we fell out. Well, one time he didn't talk to me for two weeks, and believe it or not, it's because I didn't pass him the ball. We, we was at Burnley away, um, Burnley away, and he was in a white grump that night. I don't know why, for whatever reason, he was grumpy. And um, I, I think I give the ball to Bentley. Bentley had made a run, and I've got gone to try and put Bentley, and it's gone out of play. And he's turned to me, went, "Hey." Give me that effing ball. Oh, you what? So we end up, I said, why don't I, what? So you're the only one that can pass it. So we end up bickering on the pitch. Um, and, and he didn't talk to me for two weeks. And it was so awkward because we used to tra- change next to each other at Playford Road. So I'd walk in at, at training before training and he'd just ignore me. And this went on, honestly, it went on for two weeks, two weeks. And then one day we was walking out of training and he, he sort of looked at me. I looked at him and he just grabbed me and covered me. And, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went, don't worry about it, mate. I'll pass to you next time. Um, but that's that's what he was like. He was he was infectious. He was he was driven. He was a winner. And he, and he wanted high standards. And he wanted the football, obviously, as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, I, I Jim was, a, was, a, was very much around when I was covering the town a little bit. And it was, yeah, he was a great, great person to interview as well. He always let you know if you got something wrong. I remember quoting him something oh, on a cap, so many caps he had. And oh, he, he soon pulled me up on that. I wish I, I wish I'd never, I wish I'd done my homework. But anyway, so that's, <laughs> that's great. Going back about Northern Ireland, of course, uh, Kevin, 32 caps, no mean achievement. I mean, that's a, something you're very proud of. Um, big, big game, your biggest, biggest, most enjoyable games with Northern Ireland? Oh, we had a few look. We had a few tough games as well. I'm really proud of, of playing for Northern Ireland. I know you can't tell it from the accent. I'm from Northern Ireland, but my, my grandparents were. Um, so yeah, something that I wanted to do. They asked me to, to to go and represent them. So I did. I should have played more. If I'm totally, I finished quite early due to um, my, my, my wife was pregnant and was having a few problems, and so I didn't want to be away all the time. And I cut my international career short. And I, I do regret it a little bit because I think I would have got 50, but it was unbelievable times. Again, going around, because because we were low-seeded, we always played the best countries in the world. Yeah. So we'd always we'd always be drawn with Germany, Spain, Portugal. Like we're trying around, and probably the biggest result we got, um, as you've asked me, it was probably Germany away. It was after they'd won the Euros, 99, so it was a World Cup qualifier um, in Nuremberg. It was their first game after winning the Euros, and we drew 1-1. I don't know how it happened to this day, um, I think we touched the ball as a team probably about eight times. Um, 
from kickoff and, and a couple of touches. And we scored first. Jerry Taggart, I think it was. We got a corner and it dropped to him. And we end up going 1 0 up. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because we didn't see the football again. I think Muller scored the equaliser and we, we had the rubber the green. And, and um, Tommy Wright in goal had a blinder. I think Klinsman had a header and it hit both posts and then went into Tommy's hands. So I think the writing was on the wall and Lady Luck was on our side. But one way away, one one away to Germany, um, current European champions was was some result for us. I mean that is the thing. I mean you can't take that away, Kevin. Yeah, I, mean, I know what you're saying, and you know how. Yeah, but to, to play international football is the pinnacle, isn't it? I saw, when you're an eight-year-old running around Earth football player playing fields in London, ever yeah. thought you'd be playing Germany, then, Germany, then, you know? Yeah, and then all of a sudden I'm in Spain being told to man mark Raúl. Yeah, That's a <laughs> long, that is a long way. That is how a long that, way. How did that go? Terribly, terribly. <laughs> the only time I got near him was to swap shirts after. <laughs> But, but um, it's a great football career, Kevin. You know, it really is from international, you know, and, and the promotions, Premier League. I mean, you know, when you look back now, what a fantastic career. Unfortunately, as you said, it finished um, after you left Ipswich Town. Um, you said you wanted to stay. You sort of mentioned, you said you, you, you sort of told a story about Chef Gear and, and the injury and or injured and, and yeah. you wanted to stay. Yeah, so, so it was a bit of a weird one towards the end of the HPR. I don't know what had happened, really. Obviously, I'd, I'd been missing games and, and Joe sort of went a little bit cold on me and was was leaving me out and he, he pulled me in. I thought at one point he was going to offer me a contract and then he said, look, I think you're, you're overweight. And, and I'm thinking, no, I'm not overweight. So so Joe actually got a sports scientist in. So for me, he said I'm overweight and I wasn't. I knew I wasn't. So this sports scientist came in and spent the day with me, measuring my bones, doing my weight, doing this, doing that. And he'd give a report like that. Um, and it come back. I was, I think, I was like one pound overweight. And the comment on the bottom, and I, I, look, I went in every day and never did another weight session because of it. At the bottom of the paragraph, I said Kevin is probably too muscular for a central midfield player. And God, did I play on that every time, Willie? Every time Willie Donaghy said, "Why right, everyone in the gym?" I went, "No, sorry, Will can't do it." Can't do it. Um, so, and then I end up going on loan to Doncaster. Um, and then they offered me a contract. So I ended up agreeing with Dave Penny. And then in that time, Joe left and Jim got the, the job. And then he rang me and said, look, I've got the job. I want to keep you and I'll offer you another year. And I said, Jim, it's too late. I signed for Doncaster yesterday. So I think Jim at the time knew Dave Penny from his Oxford days. He spoke to Dave and Dave Penny said, no, no, he signed. We want him there. So, yeah, so I ended up going up to, to Doncaster. And again, really enjoyed it. It, it, it was just too short-lived. I, I've got a really bad injury and I'll go back to Sheffield Kucci. I'd signed, um, got injured in the second game. I had to have my knee drilled. Um, I, I scored the winner against Crew in the second game for him. Um, and then I had to have my knee drilled. They thought I'd done my cartilage, but it was my, a lump of bone had fallen out my femur, which was a career-ending injury. Really. They wanted me to, to pack in, but I, I didn't want to. Um, so I tried to get fit. It took me a year to get back running. Um, and then there was a, there was floods. So I'd, I'd been out a year. I'd, I'd trained so hard. I, I was as fit as I'd ever been. And my knee was really good. And the specialist didn't expect it to be. Um, and then when there was floods in Yorkshire, so um, I live quite close to the training ground. So I've, I've got in, there was about eight YTS lads or, or, or youth players, what they're called now, scholars. Um, and, and the manager, first team, that was it. No one else was in. Um, there was an old girl that used to clean up in the in the dressing rooms and the canteen and stuff. So, so the manager set up an area. It must have been about 20 by 20. It was the only bit that you could see. All the rest is waterlogged. This is vast. It's a big park. Um, so 
So Sean O'Driscoll said, right, lads, just have a jog right around the perimeter of the field. Don't go near the water and, and come back here and we'll start. So obviously I'm buzzing because I've trained the day before on my own and I've had no reaction to my knee. So I'm I'm full of myself. I'm like thinking, yes, I'm actually back. I'm going to play again. I'm going to play again. I'd, I'd had some dark days in that year of training alone and getting fit, but it was nearly over. So the lads are jogging around. Um, by the way, I'm 33 at the time, 34, which... Um, and I'm jogging behind, just buzzing. I'm, I'm good. And I don't know, for whatever reason, and I still can't explain it to this day, and it sounds really immature and silly, and I get it. Um, I just kept looking at the water. And the lads are running off in front of me. I kept looking at the water, looking at the water. And I don't know why it comes to me. In my head, I'm thinking, Chef Gikuchi celebration. Coochie celebration. <laughs> right, so the lads are running that way. And, and, and look, I will, I'm sorry to go on, but to add to the story, I'd had a vasectomy um, three days before. So I was quite swollen and sore. Yeah. So I'm Chef Kikuchi, Chef Kikuchi celebration. No one's seen me. I've run straight towards the water. Chef Kikuchi, like I'm talking full Chef Kikuchi, horizontal, probably not as high as Chef Ki, but then mid air, <laughs> oh, no. I'm thinking I'm a little bit sore to land on my front. So I've sort of come around and landed on my side in the end, and I dislocated my shoulder. <laughs> no. Honestly, the water was about the water was about three millimeters, like, and I've, I've landed and my shoulder's dislocated. So now I'm soaking wet, dislocated shoulder, swollen testicles. It's, it wasn't a good look, um, and that that ultimately was the end of my career. Oh, it's, it's, not, it's not really been said. Like obviously, they said oh, I had a, had a um, got an injury in training. It was from doing a chef Gikuchi dive celebration. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is extraordinary. I mean, but I could just pitch you now jogging around. Like you say, you are buzzing because you're back playing and your mind is just, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so that's, that's a, there's a lesson there. Again, for any younger players, go and check out a chef Gikuchi dive and you'll see exactly how Kevin Horlock, well, yeah. that's extraordinary. Don't, yeah, don't land on your armpit because you, your shoulder dislocates. <laughs> that's extraordinary. Well, so that was the end of the pro game, I assume, then, pretty well, Kevin. Yeah, that was me done. I, I did I did move. Obviously, Doncaster um, paid me up to leave, which was the right thing to do. They didn't have a reserve team, so I was never going to get minutes to even try to get fit. I was in a sling for two months. It was that bad. The specialist said it was that because I kept punching it back in, it was um, reminiscent to a, a high-speed motorbike accident. Yeah, um, yeah. So I just couldn't get fit. I went to Scumfort to try and play games, struggled. Um, went to Mansfield, and yeah, that was it. And that's when, hence, I moved back to Suffolk and sat in the house for two years trying to play Xbox. Oh, uh, I mean, and that's, and as, as, as you say, but you, you're saying you didn't play again, you did play again, of course, um, because yeah. suddenly out of the blue, here you are in Suffolk and you're you're turning out for Needham Market. Not you're the manager now, but you weren't the manager to start with. You actually played yeah. and terrific. I, and, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I, honestly, the years I, I had played it, and by the way, it's not like what we've got now. We've got an unbelievable, I wish I could show you. We've got an unbelievable seat. First team pits this side, we've got 4G that side. I'm sat in a hub with a balcony round and a half. It's, it's unbelievable. It wasn't that back then. But they give me the opportunity. I, I, I was, I'd spoke to Berry Town, um, Kings Leonard offered me a contract, and, and it was actually Fabian Wilner said, Look, there's a team called Needham Market. I didn't even know it existed. I used to drive past it to go into Playford Road. Yeah, um, exactly. said, I said, need a market. And because it's obviously in between houses and it's just here. Yeah. And he said, look, there's a, there's a manager there, Danny Laws. They've got a young squad. I think Fab, Fabian had trained a few times. He said, just go and have a look. So I thought, you know what? Yeah, I will. They were, look, they were, they were a lower level than the other teams that had offered me. But I come up here and I just, I knew. I knew straight away. I thought, do you know what? It's close enough to, to where I live. 
Um, they've got a young team. They've got a young manager that's going to try and develop them and coach them. That's what I, I don't want to go to just the, the, the biggest team that pays me. I want to be involved in something. I want to be involved with, in, in young players learning the game. And look, it was a really low level, but I absolutely loved it. The pitches were muddy. I, I, I used to get abused. I used to get abused in the pro game from, from fans, but you don't really hear it in big stadiums. You hear everything at that level. I, can't what they were playing. I think it was the, the furlough numb prem, so it was it was fairly low division. Uh, but I used to get bad. Paul, oh, you has been. You're rubbish. And I used to, I used to just have bad. I said, "Well, you're still paying to watch me." I said, "I'm 36. I've got four pins in my shoulders, no left knee, and no right foot, no pace." And I said, "You just paid money to come in and watch me." Um, so I'll, be honest, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, um, uh, Kevin. I was I used to report on Needham Market at those times when you when you when you came in. I mean, and. Uh, yeah, I used to give you abuse from the presser box as well. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> no, you didn't. No, but, but uh, joking apart, you made you made a big impression. Needham. You know, I know you won't say you did, but you did because I know talking to a lot of people around there. I mean, I, and and you, you actually played. An F, you, you nearly got to Wembley with them, of course, because there was an yeah, FA Mars semi final, wasn't there? Which you know you what? Lost, I, yeah, I, I loved. I loved it. I absolutely loved it, and and it just worked for me. I, I still give everything I had. And obviously at this stage, it wasn't as much as I'd had previously, but it meant I could still play football because I couldn't train day to day. I couldn't do the professional game anymore. So I could train on a Tuesday and play on a Saturday. It just worked for me. And, and, and obviously we had young players. So I think it was important that, that I give everything and show them how to apply themselves in a game. And, and, and look, people at the time, no one who had played in the Premier League had played at that level, I don't think. It was a little bit of an unknown. Um, but, yeah, the young lads seeing that I enjoyed playing on rubbish pitches, getting covered in mud and, and abused and still working hard. Um, hopefully, hopefully, I don't know, give them give them the inspiration and thought process to think, do you know what, if he can do it at 35, where he's played in the Premier League, then yeah. I can definitely do it. And that's that's what I was hoping for. So I'm glad that that, that, that actually happened. And as I said, there was that one big disappointment because the game again. I remember the FA Vars semi final. I think you you played a team called Kirkham and Wesham, which is is now filed, I believe, in the National yeah. League. I think I think that pitches up here somewhere. There is I've seen it. I think there's one outside there. Yeah, yeah. and they changed they, they changed the name. They're now filed. I think I think they're filed now. Yeah, yeah. and. You, you were really in a boss position because I think you won the you were three nil up three one up in the first leg or something. But anyway, it, it didn't yeah. quite happen, did it for Needham? Which was a no. And, and, and again, that would have been massive. Needham is a small market town. Um, we aren't massively supported. It's something that I'm trying to address now. I'm hoping the numbers do go up. It's really difficult where we're situated. We've also got big clubs around us, um, but it's, it's an unbelievable place and. and I love it here, and I've said I won't ever leave here until I'm told to leave. Um, I'm academy manager, I'm a full-time job, um, but do the first team as well, which creates the pathway for the young players that we got. Yeah. But it's just it's just an unbelievable football club. There's people still involved at the football club, older gentlemen um, that were here when I was playing there. Yeah. They still do the same thing. They do all the jobs that, that people don't ever talk about. No. They, they go and get the balls out of the bushes and when they go over, and they, it's, it's just frightening. And, and the club means so much for them, and it... It means so much to me, but I want to do well for them as well. I want to progress their football club so they can be really proud of it. And and, and I try and mention them as often as I can in interviews because I think that's really important. Well, you've got a great chance now because obviously we come, you know, I hope everyone's enjoying this is to Kevin Horlock, by the way, on the Kings of Anglia podcast here. Um, of course, we've talked to Kevin about everything from his, his great professional career. And now he's manager at Needham Market. And if you didn't know, manager managing a team that's got through to the last eight of the FA Trophy 
um, which is a, a, a competition for step four clubs, I believe, and above. Um, Needham being a step three club. Um, and you've got this, you're now the manager. Well, let's, before we talk about the trophy game, which you've got against Stockport County coming up, which is tremendous. You're, man, you're the manager. How, how, how does management go, Kevin? Are you, are you a baller, a shouter, a, a lover, a, a cuddler? Or what, what are you? Um, um, I'm definitely not a baller. Uh, or shout out. Look, I, I think my strengths as a player was was or, or or the things I enjoyed most was was being around people in the group. I think I'm quite a good people's person. I'm not saying I'm the best football coach in in the world. Yes, I've got my badges. I've got my A license. I understand football, but for me, my biggest strength is is interacting with with people and players. And I think what well, I'd like to think that if you ask any of my players. Um, do you like Kev? I, I think they would all say yes. I would like to think they would, even the ones I leave out, because yeah. another big thing, and, and, and I've took it from snippets of, of managers that I've worked with, um, just always be honest. Just yeah. be honest. There was managers that weren't honest with me. Be honest. And then you can deal with it. You can deal. Tell me how it is. Tell me how it is. Tell me why I'm not playing. Tell me why you're not giving me a new contract. Tell me why that is happening. And then I can deal with it. I can address it. And if I can't address it, then I've got to hold my hands up and say, like, I can't do that. So I'll always I'll always be honest with my players. I'm a joker still, and sometimes I have to sort of pull myself back and go, oh, I should yeah. do that." Um, but that's in me. That's in that's my nature. And and, I, and again, a big thing for me. I, I love managing. I love it. And 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 the the big thing for me, and maybe why it's going so well for me, is I, I'm I'm quite self conscious and, and aware of the fact that I can't do everything. There's there's things I'm not very good at. There's things that I don't particularly like doing. There's things that people can do better than me. They, 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 so, so I've surrounded myself. I, I was really fortunate. I've got um, Mano and Tom Overy, um as my assistants at Needham. They were here from previous management. It just works. It works. We're, look, we're different in so many ways, but we come together. We, we all want the same thing, and, and they're brilliant at stuff. The stuff that I'm not good at, and I can do stuff they can't do. And it, it just works. It just works, and, and I'm, I feel really lucky to have them. Well, talk about working. It is working. It is working well. As I said, as we come towards the end of the podcast, let's look forward now to, to, to the to, to a big game for Needham Market because they entertain Stockport County in the FA Trophy. I believe it's the 19th, isn't it? So on the, as we're sitting here on, on the 19th. 12th. So, sorry, 12th, not 19th. It's a fifth. Yeah, next week. Sorry, 12th. You're going to get yeah. me to turn up a week late. I will. I'll be there on the nineteenth. So if you've, if you, I, I don't know who you're playing. Um, I'll probably watch your reserves then. But no, on the twelfth. So March twelfth. Well, well, uh, well, you'll still be a good game, you see. I know. I know. Need reserves. Step six. I'm still a good side. Um, yeah. I mean, Stockport County, the, 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 you know, top of the national league. Great chance to be in League Two next year. I mean, you couldn't have drawn a more. You've drawn the top team basically. And yeah. I mean, what a day it's going. I mean, you've had a great run already. Um, knocking out Yeovil, knocking out Dartford. Wow, Kevin, you, see, you must yeah. be looking forward to this so much. Yeah, look, and, and again, I will allude to it. I'm as pleased for the players, and, and by I mean pleased for players. I want we've got a really young squad and players that I think will go on and play professional football. Um, I want them to be exposed to teams, playing the best teams they can. So, so people say, "Oh, Stockport," then you you rather not play them. No, I wanted Stockport. Yeah. I want to play the best team in the competition. Yeah, I want absolutely. our young players to go, right, do you know what? This is what we're playing. This is what we're up against. This is what we aspire to be and beyond. So we've done it. Wildstone, Dartford, Yeovil, the lads stood up to the plate. It's not surprised me. I'm not surprised. And I know our, our, our league season's been hit and miss. We, we've drawn too many games early on. We're one of the best teams in our division. So so people look like, oh, they're, they're ninth or wherever we are now. We are capable of beating anybody. And, and look, Stockport are a good team. I've been to watch them that they're strong. They're going to go up, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so we will have to be at our best. 
We will probably have to have them rest a few players because they've got important games coming up to get promoted. We'll probably have to have them have an off day. We'll probably have to have all of that. Um, but we will be turning up and giving it a right go. And don't be surprised if we get a result. Now, quick word about your goalkeeper, Marcus Garn, uh, uh, someone I know very well. So, and what a, what a, what a fantastic chap he what is. What a character, what a great guy. And there he was at Yeovil, saving all these penalties. It's gone down to about the 14-14 or whatever it is, and suddenly he has to take one, which he boots in the top corner, roof of the net, then goes back in and saves their goalies. A bit like the League Cup final the other week. Um, yeah, I mean, fantastic. For, what, 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 what a great night that must have been at Yeovil. Oh, do you know what, Marco? I love the fella. What, what a goal he looked. And he, and he, he laughs and jokes. He, he's, he's obviously um, put on a bit of, of, of weight since his earlier career, but he's losing. He's, honestly, he's the best goalie at our level by a mile. Um, and a character. That night at Yeovil, I, I can't even explain. Um, he, he's just so funny, so laid back and, and so good. He's so good. And, and when he put his penalty in the, in the top corner, then saved it, he's just got that about him. Um, he, if, just, anyone, if anyone was going to do that, it had been him. Oh, it's him. Yeah. And, I, and I went up to him after. I went, what are you thinking uh, when you were taking the penalty? He said, do you know what, Kevin? He said, I, was, I just thought I'd put it in the top pins. I said, <laughs> what? And, it is, and, and, and I didn't mean it as, as a, a knock on him. Like It's because he's so laid back, because he's such a, a, weird, a, a, a funny character. He gets stick every ground he goes, but he laughs it off. He, he said, what? Yeah. The worst thing that was happening, I could miss. Like, do you know what I mean? Where a younger player would be so nervous. Think, oh, and that's, that's when you miss. He's so, and, and we had a good night. Me and Marco had a good night that night. We had a right few beers that night. I think his Twitter bio is something like overrated, overpaid, and over or something, something like that. I, say, I know he's a great, he's a great, he's a he's a great lad and a fantastic. So it's going to be a great game at Needham on on the twelfth, of course, against Stockport County. So look forward to that, Kevin. Um, we're coming near the end now, so a few just a, just a few other things. Um, I mean, you've, you've, your career as a whole, then, Kevin. I mean. When your professional career, I'm talking about. Obviously, you're still you're still involved with football. And you're going to be for many years. That's clearly obvious. But I mean, how on the playing side as a pro, how would you just how would you you know what few words would you use to describe it all? I would say always give everything, and the and the, and the the average footballer from South East London did okay. I did okay with what I had. I, I, I and I was always the reason I left Manchester City was because I wasn't good enough. That's the only reason I left. I had two years left and I knew it was time for me to leave. So I, I fought that much of the club. So I knew, look, I, 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 I told everybody I played in the Premier League. Obviously, and people say, oh, Kev played in the Premier League. I wasn't a Premier League player. Then I'll hold my hands up. I'm honest enough to say I wasn't. I did. I was a, I was a decent player in the Championship. So for what I had, I, I did really well. Yeah, I think you did more so, than so well. That's, yes, it's, it's, it's something for any, any young footballers if they are listening, if, if I can do it, anybody can. Look, it's got more difficult now. Obviously, the game's moved on. But if I can achieve what I achieved, then anyone can achieve it. And not just football and anything. You've got to aspire to it. You've got to be obsessed with it. You've got to be driven. You've got to want it so bad. But if you do that, you've got a chance because I did it. Um, so anybody else can. You talk about your future very finely, your future as you're managing now, obviously, at, uh, at, the, at the levels you're managing. Um, what do you think hope your future might be? I mean, obviously, you're thoroughly enjoying it and need a market. Do you look, do you look too far ahead? No. No, no, and, and I, I, I don't mind saying it in interviews, podcasts. I've told the, the CEO, yeah, I won't leave Needham. I don't care. And I know everyone going, yeah, all right. If some, I won't. I won't leave Needham. They pay me fairly well. I'm really happier. I, I don't, I'm not the sort of person, like I said to you, in my career, I was never chasing the next move. I'm not like that. I know some people are. And it might sound non-ambitious. It's not that. I just want to be at Needham. I want to, I want to, I'm ambitious. I want to do well with Needham. I want to go up through the pyramid with Needham and go as far as I can. But I, I, I won't be leaving Needham unless Needham asks me to leave. 
And that's, and that's me being totally honest. Quick word about your old club, Ipswich Town. I mean, can you see them? Can you see them getting back in the championship in the next few years? You know, as you said, you yeah. mentioned Kieran McKenna. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I, I think that there's no doubt. Um, Kieran's obviously got his philosophy of way of playing. I really hope it happens for him. I hope um, all the Blues fantastic supporters back him, and, and they got. Is it too much to get the playoffs this season? Maybe, but I just think that give him time, he's going to create a, a way of playing that, that they're really going to enjoy. It's going to be attractive. There's going to be goals. It's going to be exciting. And, and back to the days when Ipswich were a force and, and, and scoring goals and, and winning games of football. So, yeah, I think they'll be back in, in the championship in no time at all. Fantastic. Kevin, it's been great catching up with you. I do really appreciate your time. Um, Kings of Anglia fans, I hope you've really enjoyed listening to Kevin Horlock. He's an absolute, he's, 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 he's I've been a legend at Manchester City, but he's done a great deal for Ipswich Town. He's still doing great stuff here at Suffolk Football. We wish him very well. Uh, do you watch Peaky Blinders, by the way? Do you know what? It's weird that you've said that, right? Because I haven't. And I actually put the first episode on last night of episode one. Um, yeah. Didn't really get into it, but... Yeah, you've got, to get, you've got to get into it and we'll come back and do another hour's podcast on Peaky Blinders because I think we've got a lot to talk about here still, Kevin. You, you'd love it all, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll have to let you watch it all first. Now, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this to Kevin Horlock. Kevin, thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate no it. Um, it's been great to talk to you and thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. From true crime to football, Brexit to football, more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.